Will the Week 18 season finale be Arthur Smith's last hurrah in Atlanta? You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to another illustrious episode of the Locked on Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked on Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. We're going to help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So, guys, if you do not know me, I'm your very humble host, Aaron Freeman. Been covering the Falcons for far too long at formerly at falcfans.com r.i.p formerly on twitter at falcfans r.i.p you know we'll see what other thing i can kill on my social medias in 2024 but of course we thank each and every one of you that tuned in to this illustrious episode on a daily basis in 2023 and we hope you stick around in 2024 and we hope you are joined by new everydayers out there this calendar year and if you want to become an everydayer in 2024 is that your new year's resolution make sure you subscribe or follow for free on youtube or wherever you listen to podcasts so today's episode we are joined once again by jarvis davis our illustrious guest for or of locked on sports atlanta check him out each and every day check him out on the uh, uh locked on nfl kickoff live each and every friday uh across the entire podcast network you know these last couple of weeks we haven't been able to talk too much with jarvis uh due to the holidays and whatnot but uh we will be getting into some keys to victory for the falcons in this week 18 matchup we'll talk uh look ahead to the offseason although i know there's still regular season games to be played but you know i have told you guys for weeks now that you know i'm no longer invested uh in the falcons regular season but you know, part of that is due to the uh, scrutiny that is Arthur Smith going into this Saints game and the potential uh, that this is his last game as the head coach in Atlanta. So, Jarvis, I put it to you. Do you think this is Arthur Smith's last game as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons? Um, I think this question is kind of – let me break it up with this question, right? Go ahead. Do I think it should be his last one? Absolutely. Do I think he ends up being his last one? Probably not. I mean, because, like, we heard the reports, you know, Jeff Schultz, you know what I'm saying? He was retired and walking off into the sunset. One of the last reports that he he came with was saying that, hey, Arthur Blank is, does, isn't really interested in going through a whole new coaching search and GM search and all this good stuff. So I'm just like, well, he don't have to go into a, a coaching and GM search. Let the GM hire the damn uh, coach, you know, like normal people do. <laughs> like that's what that's kind of where I'm at with it. So I think that when you think about Arthur Smith as a whole, because I think uh, a lot of people are putting a little bit too much stock in this last game. Because when you think about and even the three games, you know, um, the two games prior to this one as well, and 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 whether or not he's quote unquote coaching for his job my whole thing is i've always been like this and i and i've been like this since 
you know, this this second half that snide, if you want to refer to it as, it really seems like to me there's just been too many questions about this offense. Like, has this offense ever averaged over 20 points a game since Arthur Smith came in? No. Have we always had questions about the offense and, and what he's doing and the play calling and scheming? More than likely. We might not know all the details, but people know what they're looking at. I've got a good feel of what I'm looking at on, on Sundays. There in, in the Chicago game, it came came to fruition again. You do the little fancy little trick play, get the ball down the field, make a nice completion, cool. B. John Robinson, boom, break off a nice run. Probably should have been minus one, minus two. You turn that bad boy into what, a plus 18, 20-yard game, right? Then you take a shot down the field to Kyle Pitts. It was open. Taylor Heineken missed the throw. Could Kyle Pitts probably should have took it, taken a dive for it, extend himself out. He's 6'6", 240, 245, maybe he catches it. You know, he didn't do that. So for me, I look at all these questions, and notice I haven't gotten to the defense yet. And the head coach of this team is the offensive coordinator. The reason why he was hired was because the things that he accomplished as an offensive coordinator with the Tennessee Titans. So if we're sitting here questioning all these things on a consistent basis, is it really about the last game? Is it really about the last three games? Because the Falcons are probably going to go 7-10, more than likely. There's a good chance that they're going to go 17 again. Let's go on to our rival, the New Orleans Saints. Sean Payton went three straight years, seven and nine. And nobody blinked an eye. You know why? Because the precedent he has set as him being a good head coach. Nobody was out here questioning the offense. No, everybody was saying, okay, Sean Payton going to figure it out. He's going to get this offense together. He's going to get this thing right. And plus, he had already won a Super Bowl. So if the Falcon, if Arthur Smith goes seven and ten again, why are we loyal? Where's the law? I mean, why is there so much loyalty to Arthur Smith? What has he done to earn this type of loyalty to keep his job? It's a fair question. I don't have an answer for you, Jarvis. And you know what? And like to to really just bring it in, I really think the old it's an organizational issue at this point. Because for me, I feel like we we've we've seen this movie before. Because everybody's trying to figure out, like, okay, well, who put that stamp on Desmond Ritter? Who thought he was QB1? Was it a general manager? Or was it Arthur Smith? Well, you know, they kind of co-parenting, co-parenting the organization, and you know, you know, they 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 uh they they separated and they dropping dropping this this decision off here, and then okay. Behind the scenes, they make this one making this decision, or or in the but in in the in the media and the press, everybody it's, it's everybody making a it's a, a, a cohesive decision. Everybody is making all these decisions together. Is Rich McKay part of the whole decision? I don't know. Who knows? We don't know. It's so much gray area when it comes to who's making decisions. So I really feel like when things start to go awry, that's when you have all of these questions about everybody. So. 
because for me, I don't want to give credit to Arthur Smith for getting Nate Lambin. I'll assume that that's the scouting department. I assume that's the general manager and his people. They went in and scouted him out and said, you know what? He might not be the fastest guy in the world, but he can play downhill and come make tackles. And he could potentially be a guy that can play special teams for it. Oh, Troy Anderson gets hurt. A guy who I have a lot of questions about. Oh, man, we didn't even miss a dude. So I want to give credit to Terry Fontenot and not say, oh, well, you know, this was a, a decision that both of us made. No, really? Like, can the head coach get credit for being a head coach and the GM be get, get credit for making all the personnel decisions? I just think that from from the top down, it's just been, and it's, we've seen this time and time again. That's why I feel like they've never hired a coach with any experience because no experienced head coach who has any type of cachet or any type of clout or have won anything in the NFL is going to agree to come into that because I got to bang heads with this guy, even though I don't even know him, I ain't never worked with him before, and make come down and make decisions. You don't think those guys don't disagree about something? I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have because if they say if they did, if they if they say that they haven't, they haven't. They're lying because this is football, man. Everybody thinks that knows it, especially on this doggone level. So I'm at the point now where it's yeah, this should be Arthur Smith's last game. It damn sure should. And I think that you know if Arthur Blank is tired of, of, of firing whole regimes and have to go out and hire a search party and hire Rich McKay on, the, on, on, on in the back house and, you know, say, hey, this we just got this from a search firm and and and, and leaning on him, let doggone Terry Funnel doggone hire the head coach. Okay. Well, if this is uh, Arthur Smith's last game, uh, you know, he was going to try to go out with a bang. Uh, and so we'll talk about what are sort of the keys to victory for the Falcons if uh, Arthur Smith is going to stave off, um, you know, the what, what, the Turk, I guess. I, I don't know. Whatever. What Avoid it, what, Black Monday? Yeah, yeah, w- yeah. Whatever it's called for coaches. He's not going to die. Is. You know, he's just going to lose his job. You know? Yeah, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that as we continue today's Locked On Falcons. Guys, it's the start of the new year, and every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make? They'll take my business to the next level in 2024. LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success depends on you having the right team to surround yourself with. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's not just any job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion. That's a billion with a B, professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you find a qualified candidate that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So as we continue today's Locked On Falcons, want to plug the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel, the first of its kind to get all the uh, expertise from uh, the various local insiders on the Locked On network across the leagues, across the sports, all on one single 24-7 streaming platform. And if you're looking for more of that local flavor 24-7, of course, Locked On Sports Atlanta 
has a streaming channel as well. So Jarvis, we're talking about Arthur Smith's potential last job here. Well, if he wants to stave off uh, getting that firing on Black Monday or so to speak, uh, what is what is he and the Atlanta Falcons got to do on Sunday to beat this New Orleans Saints team? Figure out a way to get the ball to Drake London and Bijan Robinson. And stop being cute with it, man. Like all of this weird motion is not doing anything to make the defense think twice about what they're doing. Just turn around and hand the ball off because you got your offensive line, you know, back to, you know, you had your offensive line back in back in space last last weekend against the Chicago Bears. And I really like what I saw from Chris Lindstrom. I really feel like he was playing at a Pro Bowl level, you know, being that guy that that can get out there in space and, and make get a block for you and sprung uh, a Tyler Algier when he took off down the sidelines. And I just really feel like, you know, it, it don't get cute. Don't turn the ball over. And, and, and I know that's asking a lot, but, man, this is what every offense in the NFL does every week. Don't turn the ball over. Don't, don't, don't hold on to the ball too long. If it's not there, get rid of it. You know, hold on to the football. You know, don't throw into double and triple coverage <laughs> late. <laughs> you know, so this it's just so many things that that we, we have to say every week because a lot of times we, we're seeing the exact opposite of that. So I think right now is it's just a matter of kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. I'm not calling Arthur Smith stupid. I'm not. I think that's fair. Think that's fair. It's been your through line all season long. So, you know, might as well. Keep it going one last time, right? Um, do you expect the Falcons to be able to run the football as effectively as they did against the Saints the last time? I don't know, man. That's because you know normally, you know the Saints are you know pretty pretty stout against the run, um, especially given the guys that that they had up front. You know, obviously one of them is playing for the Falcons right now, and Dave Yamada, who's been having a pretty doggone good season this year. But I, I really feel like this is one of those games where you're going out on the road and this is going to be a tough one. I feel like if the Falcons are able to be have some success in the run game, I think that's going to say a lot about what this team, how this team feels about Arthur Smith, being that this could potentially be his last game as a head coach. Because – these guys have the Saints game is is different, and I understand. And then because some of those guys, like David Onyemato, was, was talking about how you know going, he's a guy that like to talk a little trash, right? You know, mix it up a little bit. And they were saying how he's still friends with some of those guys, but he's saying how once he walks on that field, he said, "I'm a part of them new a new clan now." He said, "Clan," you know, for all my people, sensitive folks out there. But he he did kind of he just pointed out that you know. Once you get on that field, it's different. And I think that being on the road and, and potentially what's on the line for uh, uh for for the, which is the NFC title, um, NFC South title, there is something to this game that you know says that says to me that if you are able to run the ball, who's ever ha- able to have more success running the football, more than likely they're gonna come out with the dub. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I, that bodes well for the Falcons, I guess, because Alvin Kamara is probably not going to play. Um, 
But, you know, I say that and then Jamal Williams goes for 180 yards or, or whatever. And it's like, all right, that's whatever. Um, I don't know you, how you feeling about this game. Yeah, man. It's, <laughs> it is what it is. I just wait for We got a couple catches last, last week, man. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting for the offseason. I'm sorry. So it's. <laughs> Let's 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 get into the offseason conversation because like let's just talk about what this team needs to improve upon, regardless of who the head coach is. Uh, you know, heading into the offseason, we'll get into that to wrap up today's locked on Falcons. So today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. And around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of expanding on what we're already doing right. And therapy can help you find your strengths so that you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. You guys have heard me talk about therapy and how beneficial it has been to me. It has taught me things like I can only control what I can control. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, you got to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's much more affordable than traditional offline therapy. That was a big reason that attracted me to it last year. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist quickly and then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge celebrate the progress you've already made with better help by visiting betterhelp.com slash locked on today and you'll get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash locked on so jarvis um as i've clearly you know this is we're wrapping up the week you know, I'm, I'm, I'll admit, I'm, I feel like I'm mailing this one in, but uh, <laughs> I'm just like, just get to the end of this. Let's season. get through it, man. Let's do yeah, it. Man. Let's do we'll it. just, yeah. we'll just get through it. Um, and we'll see, you know, we'll see if the Falcons surprise me. And, and I, I had a listener ask me a couple of weeks ago, like if the Falcons somehow win the division and make the playoffs, which I know, you know, you, you ain't, you ain't about that life, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I'll get reinvested and like, yeah, sure. If I got to prepare for a, a Falcons Cowboys game next week, by all means, I'll I'll be ready to go. Uh, you know, come whatever day next week I have to do that. But I'll just letting people know, like I don't expect that to happen. <laughs> you know, depending on what yeah, Mercedes um, Benz too, man. Shoot. You know, whatever what you're looking at, like it's a eight to seventeen percent chance that the Falcons, you know, make the playoffs. So it's like, all right, it's a little low. You know, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna build my life <laughs> around an eight to seventeen percent chance. So Jarvis. All that to say is, you know, mm-hmm. let's talk about what's next for this Falcon team. And, right. you know, obviously, potentially coach changes changes a lot. But regardless of sort of whose system, whose scheme, who's who's running the show, for you, when you look at this team and, and some of the shortcomings that they've had this season, what are, let's say, the top three priorities for you that the Falcons need to address, need to solve this offseason uh, to get better in 2024? First of all, man, they have to find a quarterback. And to be honest, which independent on whether or not they make a change on how they uh, achieve that. And I think that, you know, if you bring in a new regime, I'm fine with them going young. I'm I'm okay with that, you know. But um, if Arthur Smith sticks around, I don't I don't know. They better not get nobody. They better not draft no quarterback because I don't trust it. I don't trust what they got going on from a valuation standpoint. Uh, when it comes to quarterbacks at this moment. But for me, they have to find a guy that fits this offense, meaning a guy that 
can make plays, a guy that can handle the football and turn around and, you know, hand it off to those two guys that you got back there, the two young guys that you got back there that can make plays for you. And also figure out how to get the ball, you know, down the field, start making some, so you can get some big plays. So you have to go 12 and 13 and 14 play drives just to get into the end zone, man, because that stuff can be a little daunting. So I think that, you know, somebody who can distribute the football and, and, and take care of the football and not necessarily be safe with it, you know, because at the end of the day, you got to have somebody that was, was, that has talent. And that at the end of the day, that's, that's what Desmond Ritter didn't have. He didn't have enough talent. I just don't feel like his ceiling with that high coming out of Cincinnati. Uh, I wasn't that high on him as a quarterback prospect. Um, 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 back in twenty, I mean, in twenty twenty two, when he was drafted, but you know, obviously the Falcons uh, thought differently, and I think we've kind of seen that kind of play out, you know, right now because we're talking about a quarterback being a need, a number one priority. So, but the, the next thing for me has to be. I think you already know where I'm going with this. The next priority for me has to be edge rusher, like somebody with a certain level of talent, preferably in the first round, that can come in day one and be a, a contributor. Because you lost a couple games this year because you couldn't put the quarterback on the ground. You allowed two big third-down conversions against the Chicago Bears because you couldn't put the quarterback on the ground. And the culprit was... But Dupree, in a couple of those instances that I'm talking about. So in two of those games, you're talking about you winning that Minnesota game. You winning that Arizona game if you literally put the quarterback on the ground. So I think that uh, the second priority should definitely be an edge rusher, a guy that can come off of here and you know from day one, as soon as he lines up on third long in that first game as a rookie, man, that dude got a chance to get there. Or oh, I know he's going to be sm- at least smelling the quarterback. The quarterback going to have his scent on, on that first third and long. And, and, and lastly, man, I think in order for this offense to get to the next level, which is the bars isn't, isn't that high at all, they have to have somebody that, that can really stretch the defense. Now, you got a guy like Drake London who can make the tough catches. He can make some big plays for you, boy. I'm talking about Somebody that lines up outside, he puts stick in his hand out there. Hey, I'm on the line right here, or hey, I'm off the line right here. And the cornerbacks are, are thinking like, oh, I don't know if I want to come up and press on this one. <laughs> I know coach told me, I know coach told me, <laughs> call me, go ahead. Yeah, you got this shoes, you locked up, but I ain't coming down here. I ain't pressing. <laughs> you can tell, you can tell that much. Unless I'm trying, uh, unless I'm playing uh, uh, a little bell technique. I mean, to um, press bell. And I got help over the top. <laughs> That's the only way I'm doing. I'm coming down, coming down, uh, see what's see what's going on. So, I think, man, a wide receiver is definitely a need. Uh, I don't necessarily think that it should be one that you prioritize in the first round because all this best player available crap. I feel like it's got you into this situation because we've been talking about edge rusher for how long? Long time. And now we've gone down this quarterback rabbit hole of, oh, yeah, let's go get Ryan Tannehill. Oh, let's go get uh, Russell Wilson. All that, yeah, man. Like, no, uh-uh. 
because that's going to be a continuous trend. And all that's all those guys are going to do is get this coach fired if he sticks around. So I think they should, if, they go, if you're going to go the veteran route, which more than likely you're probably going to do if Arthur Smith sticks around, I really feel like he should, they should take a look at Justin Fields and see what's going on. Make the phone call. If it's a second rounder, cool. If it's a third, cool. Yeah, make it happen because you don't have time to sit up here and, and sell sell me on, hey, we're going to draft a young guy in, in the draft and we're going to develop him. No, you ain't got that much time. Sorry. You just went 7 and 10, 7 and 10, 7 and 10, three years in a row. So you're a below average team right now. So okay. you need to figure it out. So, all right, guys, that's it. Um, we'll be back on Sunday, postcast. Jarvis, myself, Tanitra. To... You sound so excited, Aaron. <laughs> what makes it Let's worse, Jarvis? This, man. Like, what's wrong, man? Talk to your boy, man. Because I'm here it's for Saints. you. Like, Let we're gonna out, lose the Saints, and it's okay. It, like, don't hold it in. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna just ruin all my dreams and I'm like, I'm not looking forward to it. So it's just like, all right, so we're going to lose the saints in new Orleans. They're going to fire the coach. They're going to blow oh, up man. whatever, you know, it's just uh, like, uh, what's to look forward to Jarvis. That's all I'm asking. Like what, is, what, what am I supposed to look forward to? You know, like I mean, the- so, so let, so let, okay. Let me ask you this, you know, you know, gonna let, let my boy lay on the couch on Locked On Fallon's podcast. You know, it's all good, man. Better help, you know. Hey, they help with that as well. Mm-hmm. So, if Arthur Smith gets fired, you have hope? Not really. Like, who we get? Jim Harbaugh? Who are they going to hire? Like, you know, like. Who, who am I going to get excited about the Falcons hire? Like Ben Johnson? Ben Johnson's the, they got the I same exact no resume as Arthur Smith. Yep. I have no interest whatsoever in Ben Johnson. Yeah. And, and that and that's the thing because, man, because you understand the deficiencies that he has. You understand that Arthur Smith has some deficiencies. And can he fix those? Continuing to be in the offensive coordinator. So if he sticks around, is it with a caveat? Hey, you can come back, but you can't call plays no more. Who's going to step in? Dave Ragone? He's going to go outside? You know Arthur Smith ain't about to hire nobody outside the, the building. Now you're going to be able to focus more on when to call timeout? Like, game situation? Like, quarterback coach? That might help. You know, you never know. Like, But, yeah, man, I feel you. I, I feel you. But will you feel better if he gets fired or versus he gets if he sticks around? Like which way which, which side would you feel better on? Well, I mean, firing like to me, they fire him a cool. All right. All right. So but we it doesn't solve a problem. Like it's like the problem is mm-hmm. the Falcons, as you said, they still need a quarterback, they still need wide receivers, they still need Ed Rusher, they need to go out and hire a new head coach. Like, so it's just like okay. Like, so like <laughs> you fire the coach. Cool. Like, again, I'm not going to c- complain about it. I'm just sitting here going like, right. I'm not one of these people that thinks like, oh, once you fire the coach, like everything just falls into place for the Atlanta Falcons moving forward. Like you still have to find all these players, upgrade all this roster, hire the right coach and hope that that coach does a better job. Than our- and so it's just like, all right, like it doesn't solve a problem. That's, that's my issue. It's like, it's not yeah. like 
I don't know. It's just like to me, like it's not this sort of like boom, you fire the coach and like, hey, let's celebrate in the streets because Arthur Smith's out. It's like it's just, you're still in the same spot that you would have been if you had kept them. Like you still got to solve these issues. And it's like, okay, now you got a different person coming into building and wanting him to solve those problems. And again, I can understand why you're sitting here going like, I don't trust Arthur Smith to solve these problems. I'm 100% there with you, but there's right. no reason for me to think that anybody else uh, that I should trust anybody else, especially s- some new person, right. You know, to come in and no also experience. Be able to solve the no problems. there's no reason yeah. for me to buy in that anybody can solve the Falcons problems. Cause I've been a Falcon fan for 30 years and like no one solves their problems. And it's just, you just go <laughs> through the cycle. And so I'm just like, I don't look forward to the coaching cycle. Like everybody else does. Cause they just, have these hopes and dreams that like, Oh, this person is going to come in with a cape on his back and he's going to solve all of our problems. And it's just like, that's not how it works, but well, Aaron, that's just me. That's just me. Aaron. So, you know, I'm a problem solver. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like, I don't like this to be a guy, you know, I've been married for 11 years now. So, you know, okay. I like to solve problems. You know what I mean? Sometimes it gets me in trouble. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it gets me out of trouble. So a little birdie <clears throat> said that uh, a team, or teams in the NFC, NFC South, I think y'all know what I think you know where I'm going with this. Are interested in uh, Bill Belichick? Are you <sighs> I'm, I'm out on Bill Belichick. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm, I'm not like you want to hire Bill Belichick knowing this dude can't draft nobody, this dude oh, can't hire a good I'm offensive with coordinator. I'm so like, with you. I, I'm, I'm so, so look, Bill you. Belichick, Hall of Fame I'm head coach. <laughs> But the dude might so be crazy. the Ryan Tannehill coaches. He might be washed. That's all I'm saying. The, the greatest coach, probably the greatest football coach we've ever seen in our lives. You know, we've been been around 30, 40 years, you know, like whatever. And he can't solve the Falcons issue. He can't. He won't. Because he won't he gonna want full control. I'm just saying, I'm and just, look at the look at the draft record. Look at look at his pick of the quarterback, right? Oh, look at oh, his pick of the coaches, right? You know, like I'm just like he ain't he's bringing Tom he's Brady at 35 <laughs> with him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, I, like that's what I'm just like. You know, yes. Just like, I'm glad right, you I'm, got that out, man. Like, I'm just like, see, talk to me you. in March when the Falcons <laughs> sign a quarterback or draft a quarterback or sign a free. You know, like I don't, I don't <sighs> care. You know, it's just I don't know. I don't know. I'm out. Clearly, clearly, I'm in a dark place. <laughs> just, I'm just, see, I'm so see, over it, man. See, that's what y'all need to hear. Like, y'all need to hear real thoughts, real feelings, because we're men and we don't talk about our feelings enough. So, the more we talk about our feelings, the better we're going to feel personally. And they might not change the situation with the Falcons and how they go and how they move, but this type of stuff right here. Tell you, man, it's gonna move. It's gonna move things in a positive direction. Okay. So my boy Aaron won't be so upset and frustrated. Thank All you. right. Well, we'll we'll end it on that note. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's the end of it. We'll be back for a postcast, guys. On yes, Sunday. we'll see y'all on Sunday. Come on, four so, o'clock. Yeah. Enjoy your weekend because I'm not gonna enjoy mine. So there you guys have it.